All right, y'all, welcome to the Scott Horton Show. I'm the director of the Libertarian Institute, editorial director of Antiwar.com, author of the book, Fool's Aaron, Time to End the War in Afghanistan, and the brand new Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism. And I've recorded more than 5,500 interviews since 2003, almost all on foreign policy and all available for you at scotthorton.org. You can sign up for the podcast feed there. And the full interview archive is also available at youtube.com slash Scott Horton Show. All right, you guys, introducing Basir Bita. And um, he is a longtime civil society activist in Afghanistan. And uh, he left Afghanistan when the Taliban took over. And it really is amazing. I'm sure some of you guys have noticed that uh, all the hawks on TV and in the papers who supported the war for the Afghan people's own good, supposedly, over the last 20 years, now don't seem to care about them whatsoever, as uh, many reports are coming in from all quarters that they're facing an economic depression and a massive hunger and even starvation crisis going in, well, it, you know, this winter right now as we speak. And um, so thank you, Basir, uh, for joining us. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Uh, so, first of all, uh, what can you tell us about uh, the situation as far as the population in Afghanistan? And I know it's a big country, uh, but a lot has changed in a very short amount of time here. And obviously, uh, the markets that distribute and provide food to everybody must have been severely disrupted, huh? Well, um, that's 100 percent true. You know, uh, you can see, for example, um, almost um, more than 100,000 um, Afghans were evacuated through evacuation um, efforts by the U.S. governments to the U.S. So many others left the country and uh, ton, tons of uh, hundreds of others are still stuck in Afghanistan who are in dire need of not only uh, being um, evacuated from the country, but also, as you just mentioned, lack of access to food markets. Unfortunately, after the Taliban takeover in August, the U.S. froze nearly 10 billions in assets belonging to the Afghan Central Bank. The International Monetary Fund froze the distribution of 450 million and the World Bank held back hundreds of millions in the Afghan Reconstruction Trust Fund, as they call it. Uh -huh. uh, meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, to give you a broader picture, um, Afghan uh, teachers have gone without pay since June, and hospitals are already closing. The Afghan um, people can't be blamed for the oppressive policies of the Taliban. They, uh, um, what we want, or what I personally want, is to unfreeze the funds. Private sector is almost non-functional anymore as there, there's neither a food, a stable food market, nor a currency in circulation. The scale of disaster is unthinkably uh, large. Um, the UN estimated that 23 million people face acute food insecurity and 1 million children risk dying from malnutrition. With Afghanistan having sunk into world's worst humanitarian crisis, nobody was surprised when the United Nations requested uh, 4.5 billion for urgent needs in 2022, which is the largest ever such 
appeal. So um, the situations for um, women's rights is more than a survival catastrophe. Um, the crisis um, is not only about physical access to food materials, but there is a mental breakdown where all Afghans suffers who already uh, suffered from PTSD and other uh, mental challenges. Every day I'm in close contact with friends of mine, with my brothers, parents, and I hear different stories of people committing suicide, selling their children or leaving uh, their children on their street. Street robbery skyrocketed, and you know that food materials prices tripled since fall of Kabul. Mm. Uh, food prices have tripled, huh? Tripled. Yeah. Now, of course, politically, the problem is simple, right? Well, we can't give money to the Taliban. And so then that's it. Our only other choice is to be the worst of poor sports and watch innocent civilians starve. Well, I believe that there are uh, politically um, available opportunities to open at least a negotiation with the Taliban as the uh, UN already had some uh, discussion with the Taliban in order to deliver uh, funds and food materials to the people. We've been talking you know, with them directly in, in substantive talks since 2018. Right. Why stop Absolutely. now? Absolutely. You know, even before the U.S. invasion in 2001, the Taliban were ready to uh, open discussion with the U.S. governments, but the U.S. governments kept refusing. There were so many um, people, um, Afghan experts outside Afghanistan and inside Afghanistan who uh, were consulted before the war. They, their main um, argument was that if you invade Afghanistan at the end of the day, you will have a big mess left behind. But the U.S. governments invaded. The same story happened about uh, Iraq. And at the end of a decade of so-called intervention, you, you can see that what is left behind in Iraq. There is no uh, mass destruction weapons found ever. So there is, there is an opportunity of discussion with the Taliban. I'm sure the Taliban is now in a situation that they are open for discussion. Well, obviously, no uh, um, space or room for um, accepting women's rights overnight or uh, democracy and uh, elections or whatever they call it. But there is some room because there are some internal conflict uh, within Taliban as well. Right. And, you know, for American politics sake, people really need to make the distinction, not that these guys are great guys or anything, but the Taliban, in a very real sense, they are extremely conservative, as opposed to, for example, the Islamic State when they rolled into Western Iraq and were, as you know, Patrick Coburn compared them to the Khmer Rouge where they just essentially were as radical as could be and, and uh, you know, just committed to mass chaos. That's not what the Taliban is. And so for all of their faults, 
it seems like essentially now that the war is over and they've won it, you could parachute aid workers into certainly any provincial capital in the country and they would not be in danger there. It's not a war zone anymore. They would be under the protection of the new state as run by the Taliban. And if all they're doing is delivering wheat to hungry people, there shouldn't be anything in the world that stands in the way of that. Well, obviously, yeah, Taliban, um, we, we can, I can hear stories that there are some uh, NGOs or humanitarian organizations working on the grounds in Afghanistan. And I hear from friends of mine and relatives that they have already received some support from them. I'm sure the Taliban will, uh, won't uh, disagree with delivering uh, food materials or uh, humanitarian assistance. But the, the issue is still over the, uh, um, the U.S. and the, um, its allies. You know, I believe that uh, the U.S. and the allies just are trying to make a face for themselves after spending almost $3 trillion in uh, Afghanistan war. And then you could see the Taliban uh, is back on the power. This is all, I believe, that the U.S., the main reason is the U.S. still freezing the money is just to show that the U.S. citizen and the world that we are against uh, Taliban's and we will we won't uh, uh, we will uh, even expand our sanctions if the Taliban do not um, accept very basic women's rights and um, democracy or whatever they call it. Hold on just one second. Be right back. So you're constantly buying things from Amazon.com. Well, that makes sense. They bring it right to your house. So what you do, though, is click through from the link in the right-hand margin at scotthorton.org, and I'll get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon's end of the sale. Won't cost you a thing. Nice little way to help support the show. Again, that's uh, right there in the margin at scotthorton.org. Hey, you want to know what industry is recession-proof? Yes, you're right. Of course. Pot. Scott Horton here to tell you about Green Mill Supercritical Extractors. The SFE Pro and Super Producing Parallel Pro can be calibrated to produce all different types and qualities of cannabis crude oils for all different purposes. These extractors are the most important part of your cannabis oil business. For precision, versatility, and efficiency. GreenMillSuperCritical.com Hey y'all, Scott here. If you want a real education in history and economics, you should check out Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. Tom and a really great group of professors and experts have put together an entire education of everything they didn't teach you in school but should have. Follow through from the link in the margin at scotthorton.org for Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. Right, yeah, all their original pie-in-the-sky goals that they made up so that they could have an excuse to stay in the war and not leave it. Um, um, yeah. uh, which, of course, the Taliban have no intention or capability of delivering, <laughs> for that matter. Not at all. If it came not down to all. it. So listen, I mean, um, it's just kind of uh, implied throughout this whole discussion, right, is that Everybody's just sort of too distracted and detached. And this policy, it's been considered and decided on by a very few in the White House and the Pentagon and the State Department and whoever. But that essentially everybody else is over it. Nobody's really kind of paying attention to this. And they could stay on like this. There's not really a recognition that, you know, first of all, we could release the funds that we're holding 
And then second of all, do everything we can to help organizations, you know, aid organizations get in there to help feed people. And, you know, even if it's all about public relations for the empire, how about being a good sport in your loss and still, you know, reaching out an extra helping hand to the civilian population under the control of the people who beat you in the war, you know? For no other reason. That might look good, you know, to some State Department flunky somewhere or another that like, hey, what if we were kind for a change just for a minute, you know? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I believe that um, when the U.S. and its allies consented that uh, it's time to um, attack um, Afghanistan 2001 and just over a month, the U.S. managed to... Um, kick out Taliban out of the country, and then 20 years of fight against terrorism, which ended up to uh, fruitless uh, um, efforts and a big mess left behind. I believe that now it's time for international community to once again step in and make a coalition as they invaded the US at the Afghanistan 20 years ago. It's time that they sh there should they should uh, form um, and a more realistic approach would be to work with the new Af uh, Taliban government or regime for the sake of at least basic state services. Uh, the Taliban lack such a capability as you just mentioned to uh, um, deliver this uh, services. But for the sake of the future of the people who already uh, suffered for four decades by the direct uh, um, involvement of the U.S. supporting the insurgents groups, the even the rise of Taliban for the first time and the second time. Uh, now it's their time to uh, step in and help the Afghans to at least they they can suffer less if if not relief from the pains. Right. Well, listen, I sure appreciate the sentiment there. And now, do you know who's really doing very much in Europe or in the United States or Canada, for that matter, to actually overcome the decision that's already been made here, obviously, to try to get them to loosen up and change their mind? I know there have been some efforts. Well, there are, yeah, there are some efforts. Uh, um, a friend of mine who used to be a... Um, as I call them, a big donkey in the uh, governments, in the puppet governments, but in who who is now working for the uh, Taliban governments. He, I had a um, conversation with him, who said that there is some uh, uh, sort of tendency from within the Taliban's to open a conversation with the international community. Uh, there are some efforts from. Um, uh, Canada, some uh, civil society organizations, NGOs, who are trying to not only evacuate Afghans, but also to deliver services. I hear even from uh, friends of mine, peace activists and civil society activists in the U.S. and from different parts of the world, Germany, um, um, that um, there should be some pressure over uh, the international community to get them um, have at least a conversation. You know, in our 21st century, there is no more space uh, 
for bloodshed, for brutality, for bullying, uh, that it's time to uh, invade again a country and, uh, and make them so-called uh, free of um, um, uh, dictatorship. Right. Uh, so there are some uh, uh, pressure from different parts of the world to get the international community, but hopeful, I'm hopeful that someday they understand what they left behind. And now it's time to be more truthful to the citizens of your own country, not just to make a face for yourself. Right. Yeah, and listen, I'm never one to justify our government doing anything to or for anybody. But in this case, we're talking about providing cash dollars and minimal calories for people, you know, wheat to eat so they don't lay down dead or, you know, go, uh, you know, completely helpless out there. So uh, and for some kind of transition period, you know, it's hardly the worst thing in the budget. And, you know, in fact, if they would just give the Taliban the money that belongs to the sovereign government, as you mentioned already, and just get out of the way, lift all their sanctions, uh, pardon me, lift all their sanctions and encourage other nations to go and do everything they can too. That'd be good enough, frankly, if they, you know, were really going about it in a way trying to help. Well, you know, the situ current situations for Taliban is really tough. Uh, Taliban in different provinces, you see their forces, those who work for the Taliban's who sacrifice themselves for uh, uh, for application of Sharia law around Afghanistan and to bring uh, Taliban again to power, they are losing their hope for their future. As they can see, they don't get paid. They don't have their resources available to them as uh, those who sacrifice their families, their friends, relatives. Uh, there are uh, com internal conflict between uh, different uh, 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 fractions of Taliban. The younger generation believe that they sacrifice themselves on the battleground and they are strictly against any um, uh, democratic values or westernized um, um, terms and words like democracy and women's rights. But there are some older generations who used to administrate the Taliban regime back in 1996 to 2001, who are a bit um, more open to uh, the uh, conversations. So there is, uh, but if but if you if they also the, the, there is no chance to unfreeze ten billion dollars overnight and let uh, uh, Taliban regime have access to us, and that's all. That's not gonna work either. That is as political suicide as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, I appreciate your effort in bringing this to light and trying to keep people paying attention. There's so many greatest humanitarian disasters in the world going on at the same time right now. It's hard to keep track of them. Uh, of course, Yemen also being inflicted by the yeah. United States uh, or, you know, uh, suffering under violence inflicted by the United States and its allies there as well. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if every nation in the region took a mostly hands off approach. And just let things settle out in Afghanistan. Who knows how long well, it might take that country to reach um, a decent kind of settlement and status quo where they could just try to live happy and prosperous lives instead of all this constant um, violence, which has been inflicted on them from the outside, essentially for the last couple of generations here.
with plenty yeah, of domestic see, actors to be sure involved. Yeah, well, domestic actors as well as um, regional players, Iran, Pakistan. Oh, and Pakistan is. I've, um, I can see that uh, Pakistani government is now afraid of the uh, Taliban. They never thought that Taliban would try to, you know, there is some uh, dispute over some um, regional and domestic um, interest between the Taliban and Pakistan. You can see, but Taliban is receiving support from uh, other neighboring countries. I believe that China has already reached it's hand to um, a Taliban government. Some there could be some possible support from Russia, um, Iran already, and you know if the uh, sanctions continue and lasting for longer time, I believe that Taliban will again reach out to internal resources they already had and they made money uh, through like uh, drug trafficking, uh, selling out the uh, mines, like copper mines, and uh, reaching out uh, to others uh, uh, to receive uh, support. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate your time on the show, Basir. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. That is Basir Bita, a longtime civil society activist in Afghanistan. And uh, now in Canada. The Scott Horton Show and Anti-War Radio can be heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A. APSradio.com, antiwar.com, scotthorton.org, and libertarianinstitute.org.